Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and this is episode 12. This is a special episode. This is going to be called uh, Conversations with Mom or Fireside Chat with Mom because I am with my lovely, wonderful, and amazing mom, Beverly. And hi, mom. How are you? I'm good. And How are you, everyone I- out there? <laughs> <laughs> the millions of listeners out there. Yeah, you know oh, after this, you're going to be famous. You're going to, everyone's going to know you. You're going to be walking well, down the street <laughs> with the blonde bombshell. Yeah, without the blonde bombshell. <laughs> that was only 50 years ago, but I still can remember everything pretty much. If, if anyone doesn't know, uh, which, which is not very many people, my mom was the blonde bombshell <laughs> at the topless bar 50 years ago. What was it, late 60s, early 70s? Um, so 50 years ago, was it? Uh, Let's see, 60, what, 8? What was it? Something like that. Uh, I graduated in 61, so it was, um, I was 18, it was 68, 1968. So you're 76 right now. I'm 76. You've had a long and wonderful and amazing life. Yes, I have. And, and hard and difficult at, at, at times. times. Yeah. But you were a professional bowler. Were you a professional swimmer, almost? Well, not... You broke I records. I broke the United States record in and then 59, 100-meter butterfly. You raised five kids. I raised five kids. And you have lots of grandchildren. How many yeah. grandchildren do you have? Like five, six? Um, say, uh, two, four, eight, nine. Nine, nine yes. grandchildren. Yes, we lost one. One grandson. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, you were, how long were you a professional bowler? Not very long. No? Um, I wanted to come home and, and have some more children. And so I was only for about a year on the pro circuit. Ah. But I did get to take my mom back to Washington, D.C. And we toured the White House just before she passed away of cancer. And that was really fun for her. Who was president at that time? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> was that what, what year was that? The sixties? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I wonder if that's around Nixon or. It seemed like it was Kennedy. JFK. One time, yeah. Huh. Fascinating. That's a hard one to remember. Yeah, I was time. there when Clinton was impeached oh. during the impeachment trials. I was there. I remember oh. in Washington. It's a cool place. Right. And yes, the blonde bombshell. This is the big, <laughs> amazing story I tell everyone. I always. Really? Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. So, if no one knows, my mom and dad met at the topless bar. My mom was a dancer called the blonde bombshell. My dad was just out of the service, out of the Marines, yeah. and that's where they met. Yes. And that's where I, when I where I came from. Basically, yeah. almost. That's that's. Yeah. The, but- I had to wait 10 years because your dad didn't want any children for 10 years. Finally, he wanted you. Uh, well, he was young right out of the military, wasn't yes, he? Was yes. he uh, early 20s, huh? Yeah, about 21. Yeah, so that's still still young. But was that normal? Yeah, that was right at, he was, I think, 20, actually. I was 25. Wow. That's when I started dancing. You were five years older than him. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. And you had two children in a previous marriage. Yes. Uh, when you met him? Yes, I had two children, two girls. How, how did he feel about that? Was he uh, receptive? He was, he was pretty and nice, he was about nice it. to him. It was pretty okay. Everything was all right with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that was nice. That's pretty good that he accepted them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, that was at a place called the Pump in Redwood. <laughs> the Pump, California. And your sister club and the sister club you worked at was called the Hump. <laughs> no, the Hump. no. I worked at all kinds of clubs: bowling game and the uh, Cheetah Club, Gas Rail, and Barbary, Barbary Coast, Coast Gardena. You said the Chi Chi. <laughs> I didn't work very long. I ended up marrying your dad. I only worked for about a year as a dancer. And the, the had a lot of fun doing it, but it didn't last too long. And then uh, you were saying, which was kind of interesting, uh, Joe Zarelli. You're t- talking about Joe he Zarelli. Was my boss. Yeah. He was the Costa 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 Nostra, which is a mafia organization. Right. Did you know at the time that he worked no, for the mafia? I had no idea. No idea. No. Huh. And you would, they would fly you to Las Vegas. They'd fly me to Reno, Reno and set me up in a beautiful suite. And then I would go down and play on the poker tables and be a shield so that I would attract um, a shill. That, I think it was sh- shill or something? Shill. Shill. Shell. Shell. Shill. I would attract men, uh, men with money. Yeah. And they, I guess they would, I would also distract them and help them lose, lose their money. money. They wouldn't, yeah, they would show me, they'd try to show me they had money and it was a way for uh, people to make money, the gambling casinos and the mafia. And what happened? Uh, Why did you stop doing that? Oh, they wanted me to also be a prostitute and so I was, you said walked no. out on a contract. Yeah. yeah. How much money was was offering? I think I made about 400 a week and uh, highest paid was Carol Dodo uh, in San Francisco she got 500 yeah. but it's because they use silicone for implants on their breasts and Did they had large breasts and that's why they got a hundred dollars more wow, they... I got pretty good and I did really well actually I made a lot of tips one night I made four hundred dollars Never forget that. That was a lot of money. I wonder what that's the equivalent of, like four thousand maybe today. It's I don't a, it's know. a lot. That would it? be fifty years ago. I have. I really don't know. A lot though. Four hundred in tips. So I made good money. Yeah. So that's fascinating. You could ho- write a whole book just on that story, <laughs> in itself. That's that's really yeah, interesting. A lot of fun. A lot was of there, fun. Was there a lot of drugs going on in there? I mean, we're talking the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. So I think and they was mainly crosses, which is uh, speed. Yeah. And now they, it's nothing like it used to be. The our dope now is way whatever they do to it but stronger or different it was better then way better yeah yeah okay and then uh so you met you met my father yes dimitri yes and then a uh was it was it five years later you he uh wanted kids no no right away i got pregnant with greg oh right away yeah but he didn't want it right away no he didn't no only on for you, the oh, second one. He, okay. He only wanted one, and then, then I we waited ten years, and then we had you. He had so you had my brother Greg, uh-huh. first, right, and then waited ten years to have me. Why? Why uh, wait so long? I don't know. Huh? No. Yeah, and then you had me, and then two years later you had my brother. Right. Right. Wow, that's a cool story. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. 
So I thought that was one of the most fascinating parts was, was the topless dad. So I tell everyone that story. No, no so does your sister. Who? She's a oh, Gina. Gina tells everyone Gina that. Nanny, Did, does she do that in the stand-up skit? Yeah, all the she time. Ta- yeah. What does it's, she say? It's hilarious. I don't know. She's really funny. Yeah, she's great. She, she plays a lot. She goes all over the place. Yeah, she's pretty funny. She has a, a lot of people go and watch her. Uh, the, the bars love her and the comedy clubs love her because she brings maybe 10 or 15, 20 people in each time she performs. She's very popular. Oh, she brings people in. Yeah, and she talks about me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And my mother was even worse than me. She was Your mother. a prostitute. She says that in the comedy. Ressi? Yeah, since she was a PTA president, not a, <laughs> not a floozy. A <laughs> floozy? Yeah. Was a uh, Ressi... How was Ressi? She wasn't uh, a dancer like you were. She no. was. She was. Uh, she, she wasn't was a floozy. Just a housewife. She yeah. was a good seamstress, good cook. Nothing. Uh, she still sold real estate. Uh, really. Just a normal. Yeah. Yeah. How how was her um, her her demeanor? Was she nice? Was she strict? Was she? She was very pompous, very British, uh, very Why? eloquent. Loved loved to dress up. And fancy clothes, and opposite of me. Until I got on stage, and I loved to dress. <laughs> yeah. I had sequins everywhere. <laughs> What's a sequin? I had a pastiche that makes your hair taller, and a fall makes your hair longer. And What's a sequin? A se- sequins on my eyes, and what? What is that? Just little like sparkly things. Sparkly, sparkly things. things. Yeah. And uh, do you know where your mom and dad Joe met? I've I've always wanted to know this. I'm I've, not sure where they met. Actually, yeah. I don't know. But your father, my grandfather Joe, he uh, he was he lived to 101. When did he die? They don't even know how old he was. They think maybe 103. They oh. didn't never did have a birth certificate. The only way they could find out how old he was was from school records. Yeah. Back in Wisconsin, and uh, his mother passed away from heat stroke in the Mojave Desert when he was five, and he never got over that. They, they couldn't, yeah. she, he couldn't help her. And they were out in the desert. Those were tough times in those days. When did, when did he pass, 2009 or eight? Yeah, 2009, so, I think. It so he was born 1908. Uh, 1906. 1906. Yeah. And yeah. so he was alive during the Great Depression. He yes. was alive during all sorts yes. of stuff. He was, uh, had it pretty hard in those days. Those people had a whole different world. Yeah, he was really tough. He was a longshoreman was for, a longshoreman. for how, how many years was that? 40 years. 40 years. And he was in his 90s still wanting to fight people. Yeah. What, what was the story? Was it with Pam, my sister, and you, and there was a streaker? What happened with that? Oh, we were at the Colorado River, and Pam, my daughter, and Gina, they were real young, about 8 and 10, and there was a guy water skiing on the Colorado River, nude. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad went down and told him, I him, told him that he can't do that in front of his granddaughters. And, yeah, he was tough. He didn't let anybody... Was that the normal thing to do back then? Yeah, it was. It was, was huh? a little different. Okay. Yeah. More. It wasn't illegal like now. You'd get arrested and. I don't know. 
I had there was a lot of streaking going on in my and when I was younger. Yeah, the the was it the hippies or just after the it was hippie a days? Bad. I know I don't know about the hippie. I think it was after that. Was disco uh going on during that time? Yes, disco. Yeah. You have a favorite disco song? Uh, not really. No. I have a lot of them. My song, my theme song, was uh. Oh God. Sir Quentin Quartet, um, I can't think of the song. She's About a Mover? But yeah, She's About a Mover, and I, if I went anywhere, they would play my song, the band. Oh, the Blonde Bombshell. Mm -hmm, how's, how's that go? The, she's About a oh, Mover? I can't sing at all. I don't know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Google it. Go on YouTube and, and look, uh, look up She's About a Mover. Mover. Yeah. That's your, uh, that was my thing. That's your song. Yeah. So that's that's really interesting. And uh, Pam and Gina were from a previous marriage to Pat, and you were married to Pat before you met uh, Dimitri yeah. in right around 1969, I think you said, right around there, late 60s, early 70s. Um, yeah. Uh, how long were you married to Pat? Five years. Five years. Mm -hmm. And if you met Dim my father, Dimitri, at 25, you were married to Pat when you were, what, 18? Yeah. Eight. Actually, I think uh, 19. I think 19 so. to 24. Yeah. Huh. And, and you had two kids with him. Right. Wow. Yeah. And what what he do for the he, men? He was a professor. He was in school the whole time. He's studying to be a professor, to be a PhD student. A what? what PhD degree. What subject? Uh, African economic history, which he did. He accomplished that. Yeah. Uh, he had to go to Africa to uh, get his Ph.D. in African history, but then he also got an economic degree. So he actually became one of eight people in the United States with that degree, African economic history. One of eight people? Of eight people at that time that was uh, had that type of degree, African yeah. economic and, history. And did, did you go to Paris with him? I went to Paris, yes, but not Africa. He went to Africa on his own. Dahomey to study. Uh, uh, he also had to study French uh, in order to go there to go into the archives to write on his uh, PhD thesis. W what country did he go into? Dahomey. What's uh, in Africa? I don't know where Dahomey. It's a very small country, I think. Huh. Maybe it, it could have changed. He was studying slave slave trade and that yeah. type of thing. He's still he's written I think about over. 15 books now. He's very popular. Just quit uh, teaching uh, at the University of Pittsburgh. Retired? He's just retired, yeah. but he's not retired. He's still writing and yeah. traveling. Staying busy. And, and I think he, he did some great things, actually. Wow, that's, a, that's but, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds sounds like an interesting guy. I've never, I don't know that I've ever met him. Yeah, but. you can actually hear him on... Uh, internet if you wanted to uh, uh, speaking and yeah, giving he, classes he has some different things on the internet Patrick Manning he was really popular in high school I was nothing until I started dating him and then everybody wanted to know me <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was fun where did you meet him at where did in you meet high that? school we were both swimmers gotcha uh, Narbonne Narbonne High Narbonne High that's uh, my alma mater yeah is that how you say it alma mater alma mater um, I don't know um, but that, yeah, Mamata, that's where uh, I graduated too. Yes. 
And uh, that's in Harbor City, California, right. Narbon. Right. That's why I, I think everyone went there. Pam, Gina, yeah, Jason, brother, yeah. Greg, uh, your brother, my mm-hmm. uncle, John, Richard. Yeah, Richard too. went too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess we all went to Narbon. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So we grew up in Harbor. I grew up in Harbor City, California. And when did you buy that house that uh, you and Dimitri bought the house? Yeah. So how, how did that uh, take well, place? Well, I think we, we only paid, I think, what was it? It was the f- a front and back house. Yeah, forget it was hardly any money at that time, but everything went crazy through. It was a duplex. Yeah. And uh, two houses on a lot. Did you buy that before or after Greg was born? or? Um, what was it about? Maybe a year or so after Greg was born that we bought that, yeah. Yeah, that's the house I grew up in. It was, yeah. a, it was a cool place. And I also grew up in the bowling alley because you worked in the bowling alley as a bartender for how many years? Over 20. Over 20 South years. Bagel. Do you get a retirement from... from yes, you and do. I get a little retirement. Oh, I that's was in good. the union. Yeah. And that was a crazy place. South Bay Bowl is no longer existing. That was in Redondo Beach, California, but not so much by the beach, more inland. Right. And they had a big mall they built called the Galleria. They had movie theaters around the bowling uh-huh. alley, and it was a really big bowling alley. What was it, 50 lanes? or 54 lanes. 54 lanes, and that was a really... Uh, unique place to grow up as a kid. I became really astute in bowling, and uh-huh. uh, I mean, you were a professional. You used to teach bowling. Yeah, private lessons and group bowling uh, sessions. And that's where you met Carl, my stepfather, right. whom I've known <laughs> a, a long period of my life during mm-hmm. my childhood. Right. And that was, that's another interesting story. <laughs> Well, what was the th- well, I was had a group bowling session going, and there was like about 20 people down there. We had, I think, what, 10 lanes or something. And so I had to give them little pointers. So yeah. I went to each lane, and I got to Carl, and I picked up his ball, and I go, Oh my goodness, Carl, this is this ball is so bad. It, had, <laughs> it was an old one, it had holes in it, and it his fingers didn't even fit, and so I picked it up and threw it in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you'd be better off without a house ball. Or w- with a house with the house ball. ball? Yeah. So. What, he, he just looked at you in shock? Yeah, he didn't care too much either. He kind of knew. Was he working for uh, Mattel at the yes, time? Yes. Uh, Mattel. Uh, he had a... Hughes, he worked for Hughes. Uh, Hughes and, he and Mattel. And he worked for Mattel, and he worked a couple other ones. He was making really good money. I think it, he asked the the uh, manager of the bowling center if he could cash a check for like $1,700 for the week. And I didn't have any food in the house, so yeah. I thought maybe it'd be a good idea to take <laughs> this guy. <laughs> he asked me and he did finally. Yeah. But I said no for like five times. Why? You're just playing with him? No, I just... just you didn't like him at no, first? No, I wasn't really that interested. No. But then I thought, well, it'd be nice if we had a nice dinner and I could take some home to my kids. Yeah. And I did. He took me to dinner and I took some home to my kids. They were hungry. So. Yeah, I got to say, with Carl, uh, with all the negative attributes, there was a lot of positives about him, too. He was a real man. He taught you to be a man. He taught you to be tough. He taught you manners. I mean, or me, he taught me all this stuff. And 
he, he, he acted like have, a yeah. real father. And right. so, yeah, I, I'm grateful for that. But there was one negative attribute, and he had a disease called alcoholism that killed him at 59. Right. This is one of the reasons that I don't drink and I, I hate drinking well, is because of this. Well, we have to tell them why, because it actually... Uh, you lose your mind, you cl- it clouds your brain, it, it, it uh, the brain damage. everything. The brain damage of alcohol? Yes, abuse. brain damage, yeah. and I didn't know that. So. Yeah, we were just reading about uh, brain damage being caused yeah. by alcohol uh, and alcohol abuse. And you don't realize that nobody tells you this is not something that I guess doctors say too much. Yeah. I haven't heard it. I only heard the doctor tell me about two weeks ago, in fact, at a physical. Because I told her I hadn't had a drink and eight months and she said oh well now you're going to be okay liable to live into your 90s she said <laughs> wow that i looked really good everything looked really good so i mean this is not to say there's there's people that drink red wine a little bit in right. you know like in the mediterranean italy and, and france or right. that sort of stuff it's but just, yeah but for the most part for 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 carl he couldn't stop he would drink the hard stuff he'd get blitzed he would just Right. He couldn't stop, and right. it it ended up killing him. He couldn't stop even to the end. I know. It was the weirdest thing. I remember um, uh, saying goodbye, and right. uh, they wheeled him out in his his body, yeah. and it was. Uh, and and if you're an alcoholic and your liver goes, and you want to get a transplant, you go to UCLA. You will not be. You'll be at the bottom of the list. Cause that's how it should be. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, if you, yeah. You know, you, you could go to another country, I guess, and get a transplant if you, if your liver goes. That, they take, Harvard UCLA and different places will take the younger person, one with children. I almost died from diverticulitis. Uh, they took me because I had five children at Harvard UCLA. And uh, so... You know, depending on how you take care of yourself, uh, you'll have a better chance of being taken care of. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right, so you met Carl, you met him, you taught him bowling, and then he started helping us, giving us, getting us food, and Mm -hmm. teaching us little things. And and then... um, I remember he was breaking boards in the back. He was pretty, pretty drunk, and he would uh, oh, smash his his, his fist on the board uh-huh. and, and uh, not not even blink an eye. And he's just teaching oh, us to, to be men. Really intoxicated, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I remember he would uh, swim the the length of the pool at Whiskey Pete's uh, up near uh, near Las Vegas. Oh God. The state line, right? That's yeah. what they call it. And then uh, mm-hmm. he would come out of the after he swam under the water there and back. He'd come out and just threw up everywhere. <laughs> you remember that? No, I don't. No, I I remember that. Yeah, Whiskey Pete's. Uh, they had the Bonnie and Clyde car there, uh-huh. which was all shut up, shot up with bullet do. holes. They it still have it. I want to. I want to go back and see that. And, and di- we didn't realize that uh, Bonnie and Clyde that they were so small, especially Bonnie. I mean, she looks like maybe eighty pounds. We didn't realize how oh. little she was. It's really cool to see up front. Yeah. yeah, I was a kid. Me and Jace would go and uh, we'd play arcade games there. Mm-hmm. I remember Whiskey Pete's. Go hang out in the pool. We used to go to the Tropicana that a lot. That was the main one we would go to. They yeah. had the best pool. They had a cool water slide. Uh-huh. They had 
Corcade. Best pizza in New York. Pizza. Did they have the best? I don't oh, even yeah. remember. Yeah, I, I gotta re- admit, one of my fondest memories of all time mm-hmm. was with you, Carl, and Jason watching the Righteous Brothers. Oh, we went to a in show. Las Vegas. Do you remember mm-hmm. what uh, casino that was? Oh, gosh. I still have the picture. I just saw the picture. Oh, did you just yeah, see the picture? Yeah, I just saw it yesterday. Oh, what, uh, what we ca- were all so happy then, weren't we? What, what casino yeah. was that? I don't remember. No, no, it was a big show. But I was, what was I, 12? Yeah, about. About yeah. 12, Jason was uh-huh. 10. Yeah. And we had that fake $100 bill on the table <laughs> for the picture. <laughs> and <laughs> it felt like a big shot. And then uh, the voices of, of the Righteous Brothers were so beautiful. It was uh-huh. one of the most beautiful sounds I've ever heard. And yeah. even to this day, I love that, that song of that, hearing them sing. And Carl had a lot of money, so he tipped them yeah. good. So we had a beautiful seat, too. Yeah, we had good seats. Yeah. Had, really he, good seats. He had good money. He was in a band called The Vogues. Yes. But, you know, I contacted The Vogues, yeah. and they said he was with them before they became The Vogues. Oh, okay. So Carl might have stretched the truth. A little bit, yeah. or or maybe yeah. He played for a lot of the famous people, though. He did. Carl yeah. Spinky, yeah. He, like like who? Do you remember? Oh. He could gosh. play the guitar like I like no other. Three hundred songs he knew by memory, which is really incredible. Yeah. And wherever we went, uh, he would play a little sometimes, but he was really something playing the guitar. But I don't remember the names. It seemed like Whitney Houston, but. Couple. Whitney Houston? Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe exactly. something like Tina Turner or something? No. Oh. There's a couple other famous people, but I don't remember. Any. Yeah. Yeah. So he was really good with the guitar. What else What else was he good at? He ended up shooting a 300 game because you taught him how to bowl. Yeah. yeah. That I, was I amazing. Him. Yeah. I, I think I was there, wasn't I? And he fell to his knee yeah. because he was so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then nobody could believe it. No, he fell down, and the whole bowling alley just went, "Oh my God!" They don't believe he shot three. That's <laughs> incredible. He, he was drinking all the time. That was really Palos Verdes uh, bowling alley, yeah, wasn't it? Palos yeah, Palos Yeah, a lot of fun. Is that where you shot your three hundred too? Yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. I shot one three hundred in my life. Yeah. That's still on my goal list to do. Oh, three Yeah, I yeah. haven't done it yet. I, the equipment now is better. It's a little easier, but not a lot. You still have to stay focused and concentrating. What's your number one bowling tip as a former professional oh, bowler and learn, a coach? Learn on your own, read, and uh, develop your own style. Don't try and copy somebody else's style. That would be my number one. I grew yeah. up with you th- uh, having us throw the bowling ball on the couch. Right. With the and yeah, you don't need a bowling alley to learn to bowl. You can learn in just releasing it on the couch, your, your ball. Like or, a handshake. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of fun coaching. I coached a lot of years. And even to this day, after a few years, I'll get out and I'll bowl. I'll bowl 200. Easy. Right. I remember everything. Right. I grew up. I was in two bowling uh, mm-hmm. leagues at one mm-hmm. time. I would go to Palos Verdes, take the bus, go to South Bay Bowl, and I'd go in the other league. And yeah, I had a lot of fun. Huh? Yeah, all of us were really good at bowling. Yeah. Is Jason still bowl or great? Yeah, he loves it still. It's a really good release. My two brothers, yeah. Yeah, for, for his work. He loves it. But 
he's more concentrating on his two children now, taking care of them and the money aspect. It costs quite a bit to bowl. What did you love about bowling? Why? I, I won money. <laughs> I needed money. <laughs> when did you start bowling? Uh, not till I was older. Um, and how did you get involved with well, it? Well, first of all, I didn't have any money, so I kept score so I could bowl. Back in the old days, you had to keep score yeah, by hand. I would get $10 so I could bowl a league after. And, oh, I know why. I have free babysitting. I had two little girls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were in a nursery? Or? Yeah, I, let, I put them in the nursery and I'd go bowl or go Pam and Jean and my sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's... I uh, had no car, couldn't go anywhere, no money, so... And this down to the bowling alley, had free babysitting, I'd make 10 bucks or whatever. What bowling alley? Uh, Palace Verdes. Palace Verdes. Yeah, real famous, popular. Yeah, I got to go back and, and bowl there. I've been meaning to go I back. I think there. they're going to actually tear it down soon. What? What, what for? Well, that's very, very uh, good property there. Uh, have a lot of buildings. Bowling alleys seem to be kind of not so yeah, popular. Yeah, they're not in now. They're yeah. But you know what, though? That, that could change very easily. What's popular in the past seems back. to come back. Yeah, yeah like yeah. those trends, they, they come back. Everybody's into computers, computer games, and techno- the modern technology now. Oh, that vir- maybe virtual reality bowling you could yeah. do at home oh, yeah, with those goggles. Also, they have that at Lakewood Bowl. Oh, we got to try, try that, Mom. Yeah. That's what we got to try. Lakewood Mall, not bowl. Lakewood Mall. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. And uh, you got some interesting ghost stories, UFO stories, all sorts of cool stuff that we could talk about on another, uh, on another okay, chat. Yeah. And uh, anything else you'd like to uh, share with the millions and billions of viewers out <laughs> in the audience? And um, well, one of the things I learn, I try to learn every day something new, is don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Um, Try to just relax a little more. Don't, don't, you know, feel guilty about things. Um, and I, I guess the other one is be yourself. Be yourself. Yes. That was, I said that ask what one of the biggest regrets was, and you said right. not being yourself. Yeah. Your right. parents, uh, uh-huh. you listened to your parents and yeah, tried to yourself, please them. Be yourself. Don't be on a guilt trip. Um, Learn to not take life so serious or yourself so serious. And I don't mean to go around being a clown either, but try to lighten up on yourself and don't feel bad about things you can't do anything about, stuff like that. Comedy and a sense of humor has been a big uh, aspect of our life. I and mean, we still watch stand-up comedy to this right, day. Right. I mean, you love, uh, you love the fluffy guy. You love Ron, oh, you're going to see God, Ron White here September, yeah, six. September 6th. Uh-huh. At Blue Lake. Yeah, the Blue Lake Casino yeah. down in Arcata. Yeah, he's a riot. <laughs> yeah. He's something else. But having a sense of humor is really a great tool yeah, I, I think for we, life. We really hurt ourselves by not trying to laugh a little more in life. And we, we, we're always in a hurry. We, we use a lot of cuss words at other people. And I, I always tell my kids, I said, uh, do the best you can, don't look back. And I mean that. And they always have. All my kids always went with that, all five of my kids. And, and I think that should go for everyone. And the only reason I'm even doing this is maybe yeah. to help 
somebody out there in some way, whatever, make life interesting or anything. even Joe. And mainly for my son, though, really. Even Joe at 101 or 100 would tell a joke, right? A, right. a dirty joke. He would tell dirty jokes, right? I don't know. He, he would, he, towards the end there, as he got older, he would start kind of mumbling oh, dirty jokes. Oh, was it? I don't remember. Yeah, that. and we'd just laugh just to kind of yeah. pretend like we knew what he was saying. Yeah. But, Life is short, guys. And then our uncle, our, uh, my, your brother John, he, yeah. he was really uh, 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 dressed as a clown, very, yes. very uh, uh, funny and fun. And yeah, high, we missed him, yeah. Always high, highly energetic. And right. Yes, he passed away from, from cancer uh, a few years back. Mm -hmm. But he, he, uh, he was always positive, full of energy. He would do the chicken dance at... Right. At Christmas and well, I just holidays. Found out the chicken dance was a, is a German dance. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, like an Oktoberfest thing? Yeah, it's an Oktoberfest. It's, a, it's what the Germans do, the chicken dance. Yeah. And they, they, <laughs> at Oktoberfest, they'll do that. It's really funny, too. To Maybe that's where he learned it from. And I never knew that, though, when he did it. I didn't know it was from the German uh, huh. people that that's what, how they celebrate Oktoberfest. I had no idea. They all dance like chickens? Yeah. <laughs> And I finally figured it out after whatever years. Oh, it's funny. He would dress up as a ch he'd dress up as a clown. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Right. He was, he was a, a lifeguard for in uh, Long uh, Los Angeles County lifeguard and lifeguarded in Manhattan Beach, Redondo that th that area. Uh -huh. I remember as a kid seeing him uh, drive around in his lifeguard uh, truck. Right. And uh, yeah, that was pretty neat. Mm -hmm. He would surf. He would do a special surf where he would lay down. Mm -hmm. He would lay down like, like uh, what, did, what did he call that? I don't know. On, a, on long a long board. On a long board. On he would lay down board. like. Yeah. Like, like lay he, down on it. Like oh, a, yeah. Like he's in a coffin or feet something. First. Like feet first. Yes, it might have been. Completely laid down. Right. He had a lot of fun. Yeah. Could you surf? I could never st stand I, up. I could surf, but not very well. I my, stood up for two seconds, fell off. <laughs> I yeah, can. my my, uh, I met this lifeguard, and uh, I found out I wanted to date him. I was real young, though. But do anyway. you remember his name? Oh, oh God, <laughs> not yet. No. Um, so I, I found out he was a surfer. So I told yeah. him I'm a surfer too, and he had the old Woody uh, car, the Woody. Yeah. truck, car, whatever, called a Woody, real yeah. famous. So I went out and I got a 11 foot one Lyman, orange and white board. Didn't even have wax, I didn't even know to put wax. Never been on it before. So he picks me up, I got my board, we go down to Trestles. And we go through, that's uh, Camp Pendleton, Trestles. Southern California, Southern almost California. to San Diego. Yeah, and it's 11 foot swells. And he, 11 foot. It's huge. Is that 22 huge. foot face where it's double face uh, or something? Well, maybe like six foot, 11 foot front. So okay, six so foot. six foot, six foot 12 foot face. Which is huge. Which means when you, it's six foot, but when you look at it, it it's 12 foot. Right. Like, yeah, right. it's just weird. Huge waves. I, I'm on, I've got a surfboard. I was a swimmer. I wasn't too afraid. So I saw him waxing my board. So I waxed my board, put a little uh, sand in it. 
and I watch what they did, and then I'm sitting on the beach, and I'm, I know I can't do this. <laughs> so he comes up, Frank Dupay, that was his Frank Dupay. He comes up, I said, what are you doing? Why are you watching? Come on. So I said, okay, I'm coming. I'm just making sure I got the right wave, you know, and it's all soup. The waves are all soup full of, uh, you know, seaweed, and it was just horrible conditions. So I saw that they paddled out, turned, you know, over to go underneath the wave, and I got out there, now I'm on the board outside, you know, waiting on the right wave. Yeah. And the guys come up, what's going on? Come on, let's go. Oh yeah, I'm just waiting for the right wave. <laughs> so finally, I had to go. I was freezing for one. It was early morning, foggy. So um, <laughs> I, I paddle off, straight off, and straight down. <laughs> and it took my whole, I had a bikini, it took my whole top off. <laughs> I thought I was going to drown, honestly. Yeah. I came up. I had no top. My board was like 10 foot away, and here comes another wave, and I'm shaking. It was scary, and I'm a swimmer. Did you hit the bottom? No, no. but I was down there a long time. Yeah, big waves. So I knew to go back out, paddle back. I got my board, paddle back out. Topless. You're topless top, at this yeah, point. Yeah, topless. You didn't care. You're just still alive. Yeah. And then Frank comes out and brings a white T-shirt, of course. <laughs> so he takes me in, and I sat there. But I did dating for about a year. Yeah. And he was a cute guy. He That's a good out story. Turned to be a fire fireman. Yeah. And I used to bury my surfboard in uh, Torrance Beach. What uh, do you mean bury it? You bury it in the sand, so you didn't have to take it home. In those days, what? you could bury your surfboard in the sand. And just. Leave for come, the next day. Come back. Yeah, I, well, it wouldn't be right close to. The did water. everyone do that? Well, me and my boyfriend did. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I had a lot of fun at the ocean. We used to see the little fish that shined in the ocean. Did you used to take a boat to Catalina with Joe? Yes. And that was from Long Beach or San Pedro. San Pedro to Avalon. To Avalon, Catalina, and how big was this 13 boat? Thirteen and a half foot. That's a small boat. Yes. And how long would that take you? We would follow uh, the water taxi over, so it was cool. You'd follow the wake. Of y- yeah, in the we'd wake. follow them right behind, so that we didn't have hardly any. It made it easy. If you could stay behind the water yeah. taxi, you were good. And how long did that take? Like an hour, half an hour? Oh, let's see, what was it over there now? Not very long. I. Can't remember exactly. Was there 22 any twenty-two miles across the sea? So I think it went about third. I don't know, maybe half hour or something. Was like there that. one point where Joe, my grandfather, your father, who was uh, uh, the captain of of the small little boat, did he forget to plug the boat? That was another time in Mexico. What, where and Mexico was this? We're in Baja, Mexico. Baja. Do you remember uh, Rosarito and Sonata? Way down south, Cabo. It, uh, it was Rosarita, Rosar- I think. Yeah, we went out fishing early, and Dad was a fisherman. And he forgot to put the plug in the boat, and we got out about three miles outside the breakwater, and the boat just stopped, the motor, and we're just stuck. Yeah. And there was my dad, my mom, Greg, me, my brother, and his wife, and... All on the boat. All on the boat. On the fourteen it, foot no, boat. No, no, this was, was a another big one. boat we had. This a bigger boat. boat. Yeah, bigger boat. And uh, 
It's an 18-footer. Beautiful boat. Tri-hull, though. I don't recommend yeah. those. But anyway, so we're nobody was around. We're all by ourselves. We're going right into the rocks because the waves are taking us in. A storm was coming up. He left the plug out, so there was water coming in and flooded the motor. But the, what, was there a plug? The plug in the boat somewhere? Maybe. Who knows? You just couldn't find. Okay. So when you clean the boat, you take the plug out so the water will drain out. There's a plug, like a bathtub plug. Yeah, Some exactly. sort of, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not real familiar with boats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're going right into the rocks, and we're trying to make a decision what to do because we we knew that we were in trouble, major trouble. It's a lot of rock. You are just going to have to swim. So we were deciding, me and my brother, he's a swimmer too, if we could pull the boat out from the rocks so in the entrance of the, the jetty there where yeah. we could be safe and water is really cold so we didn't know what to really do and then we decided who we're going to try and save because you, you know we're going to wow. save who of course, so this was a, this jackets. was serious yeah this was a, we were close to you were rocks. scared that you might you yeah, could so die you were right. in a life or death situation right. at but this then point this old fishing boat come and saved us and brought us in it was really really neat but there was nobody else out there. It was storm weather. Yeah. You know, my dad didn't believe in the, checking the, the weather. The water was choppy. It was a white white caps, white caps. Uh, no, no. It was just kind of weird. It was just. It's just uh, weird. You could Super. tell it was coming. The storm was coming, so it was kind of actually a calm, peaceful. And they pulled you out. How? Now the plug was water still coming in? Were you trying to? Were you bailing out the water to keep it, or did you no, plug it somehow? I think my brother did put the plug in actually. Yeah. But, but the it, motor wouldn't start because right, it was flooded right, and, it was and flooded. messed up from the water. Right, water. Wow. Water got inside the motor. Now was there another time with sharks? Well, my dad, he was crazy, kind of funny, and yeah. never afraid of anything. But we'd go fishing off of Catalina, and uh, there's some beautiful coves out there, and he'd put the fish in a gunny sack over the rocks <laughs> circling around. <laughs> yeah, we could see it was really something, so that was to keep the fish, uh, you know, fresh, and yeah. keep it in cold The sharks water. didn't try to eat the fish? No, they're just circling because of the blood. You yeah, know? So the fish was in the bag, right, in the water, right. connected to the boat. Right. Yeah. And what, did you used to dive on Catalina for quarters, I, or I what was it? I coin, coins off uh, the SS Catalina. Uh, I was 16, well, I was real young, 14, 15, 16. About 60 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So 1959. I had a lot of fun. I used to make like five or six bucks, and at that time you could uh, rent a little room for $5, so... When I was real young, I took my girlfriend over and we rented a hotel room for five bucks. But then they had another boat coming at night mm -hmm. with all the people that drank. And I made more money then. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell when it was in the air, if it was a quarter or a dime or a nickel. Mainly it was nickels, though. They knew that you got very few quarters. If there was a quarter, boy, you'd have like 20 divers. <laughs> so they're on the boat throwing them off the yeah, boat? Yeah, they throw the, toss and, the and, and you're waiting on the shore or? No, we'd be in the water. Yeah, there was, there was two areas. There was the back part of the boat, which was like 40 foot because yeah. of the... 40 foot in depth? In depth because the, of the... The water depth. Yeah. And then the front. Of course, I was in the front, yeah. you know. 
but you had to be an islander to be able to do this or they'd beat you up kind of or not let you do it but so I lived there a lot so I, I also lived with some really popular people so I was considered like an islander and yeah. I loved it it was like the best time of my life really. that's why you love Catalina to this yeah, day yeah to this day Catalina nothing like it used to be though now and uh uh, what got you into swimming? You were uh, you broke a record in swimming. What was what was that record? A hundred meter butterfly. hundred meter butterfly. Yeah. If anyone, I learned how to swim when I was thirteen. Um, John was a swimmer too. Yes. What what got you into swimming? I mean, how'd you get involved? I don't how'd know. you start? I don't remember. I just I know I got a lesson when I was thirteen. I don't know. I don't remember that part. Oh, you, you just got a lesson, then you just started right. doing it, and then right. taking it up. Right. What was, do you remember your time for the 100-meter butterfly? I think it was one, uh, 16 or something like that. I don't remember, remember the time, like 115, 116. Did you ever want to go professional, or? Oh, not really. No. I, I taught swimming lessons and stuff, you know, I I was a lifeguard, and... Oh, you were a lifeguard too. Yes. Uh, they weren't. They weren't letting uh, women become beach guards when I was a lifeguard. Or you would have been. So I would have qualified for that. You were a pool lifeguard. I was a pool lifeguard. We're at the plunge. Um. Is that your phone? That that noise? I I hear that all the time. Or is oh, it yeah. when someone sends you a message? Is oh, that yeah. is that your when someone sends you a message? Right. Ah. Uh, yeah. I I work for L. A. City. Yeah. Uh, and I became the first woman manager for LA City, and I also uh, was a s supervisor for uh, porta pools, which didn't last very long. Porta pools for LA City, yeah, they brought yeah. in portable pools. How big were the portable pools? Jacuzzi pools? <laughs> no, fairly large. Yeah. But um, you, they needed a lifeguard for a porta pool. Yeah. Yeah, but I was in charge of the lifeguards, yeah. and I said, that's not going to work. You just can't do that. <laughs> Why not? What was wrong with that? Well, there's a lot of reasons. No, just millions of reasons, yeah. really. But um, anyway, uh, that didn't last too long. So exactly what I said. But I did uh, create free swimming for L.A. City kids when I was a lifeguard. And what I told them was that the children can't afford to come into the pools. This is kids that had no money. Wilmington, yeah. L.A., uh, all different kinds of children, but a lot of poor children. And no, nobody came into the pool when we were lifeguarding because it cost 50 cents or a quarter. But they would come in after we would leave. But in order to do that, a lot of times uh, they would cut the fences Oh, they would sneak and throw in. Glass. They would sneak in. Yes, they would sneak in or or damage the place. Why would they throw glass? They didn't care. Who oh. knows? And they were probably older, some of them too, yeah. drinking beer or something. But um, so one day I was pool manager, in fact, at in Wilmington Harbor pool, and uh, I, I I was couldn't open the pool, so all the lifeguards that I was in charge of were cleaning up the glass out of the pool. And this guy came and sat next to me and I got up to go see what was going on. And I left my keys there. 
my pool keys next to him. I didn't know who he was. I was too busy trying to open the pool. Yeah. And he's, I come back and I, uh, he goes, you know, I could fire you for leaving your keys there. And I go, who are you? And he goes, I'm the chief. He goes, I go, of what tribe? <laughs> and he was the big shot. That's how I became a supervisor. That's how. He, he made you a supervisor after that? Yeah. <laughs> of what tribe? Yeah, of what tribe. And I was very cocky, but um, I didn't know what he was trying to do. I had a job to do and trying to do it. But I was telling him what happened, that the children uh, can't afford to come in and yeah. they need to have you know, something free for them. Otherwise, it's going to cost them more. To repair the pool, and that did it yeah. cost him a lot of money to repair the pool. So. Wow, that's a that's a great story. And, uh, <laughs> it's a true story. It's pretty famous with the lifeguards. Even uh, John used to tell the story. Yeah. How did John meet his wife Verna? Verna's still alive. How did they meet? Oh, she, he was a lifeguard, and she, they she met was at the beach. Really beautiful woman, and oh he wow! He had to pick up a litter. The lifeguards do. I so. don't think I ever kn- known this, uh, knew yeah, this story. That was how they did. Yeah, Verna, Verna. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Down there in uh, Manhattan or Redondo or somewhere down mm-hmm. there, he 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 picked her out of all of them. Yeah, and were they they're about the same age, huh? Yeah. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. close. Did they? Did he went to Africa one time. Did he go with Verna? <laughs> oh, by himself. He went by himself. Was he together with Verna or married to Verna, or was this before? I think before. Before. Where yeah. did he go in Africa? That I don't remember. I do you know? Remember. Do you know how long he went went there for? He went. And he went surfing there, I think, yes. too, right? And the people there thought he was something. <laughs> he was like a god. Like a god <laughs> like, coming out of the water. <laughs> yeah. The king of the waves, the god of the waves, yeah. god of the ocean. Yeah, yeah that's a cool story. I got to I gotta ask Verna where he was. We, we got to do Verna on this. Okay, uh, she would love it. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, oh, should get her in a good day. Make sure she feels good. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else? Uh, wrap it up here in the next couple minutes. We're going on 50 minutes now. It's amazing how time flies, well, isn't it? I think it's too long. It's too long, yeah. yeah. Well, you know there's a podcast like the Joe Rogan that go three hours. You, you, haven't, you, know that? you haven't done your uh, announcement from the sponsors. Oh, all right. Stand by, everyone. We have a, a message from our sponsors. All right, and we're back. All right. That was... <laughs> <laughs> There's no sponsors. <laughs> that was our message. <laughs> oh, you love that one, huh, Mom? Funny, fifty minutes. Yeah, we're at 50, 50 minutes, thirty we'll seconds. Save some for next. Yeah, time. yeah, we we'll do this anytime. Let's yeah. do this every now and then. We'll it's it's fun to out. do. Yeah, it's kind of an experiment. See how it goes. Have fun. Just talk about all sorts of cool stuff. Next time, you know, we talk about ghosts and. Uh, you saw a UFO, we'll tell that right, story. Right. You saw a ghost at the right. house we used to live in in right. Harbor City. Uh, uh, right. What was the a black uh, silhouette of a man with a hat. Uh-huh. And you were also, this is crazy, guys, mm-hmm. you were also possessed by right. a, uh, a spirit right. uh, a clown. Of, a cl- of a clown right. that... Uh, how how did that happen out of? Uh, I I was in Santa Cruz. Yeah, let, you know, let's just can you just yeah. let's just tell the story, and then. Okay, uh, I was in Santa Cruz playing an arcade game, 
and I was playing a, uh, it was a clown game. Was it a pinball game or a pinball, a pinball clown yeah. game? Do you remember the name of it? No. No. It was in Santa Cruz. And I guess I felt something weird, but you don't know when you have a demon, did you? You know, people that have them don't know. But, but how, how did it? I like, don't know exactly, but I think that's where I got it. Because yeah. when it came out of me, like, maybe two, three years later, yeah. um, I, I remember being there in that Santa Cruz and that playing that machine. And that's only what I speculate, what I think happened. When did it come out? A few years later. Where, do you remember where at the same... I was in the house in Lamita. Harbor City and I was sitting there on the couch and all of a sudden I started laughing and it just I laughed and it just left me it was very weird yeah that's weird well how did it make you feel all that time? like relieved like a different person I mean when you had it in you how did I it... didn't know I had it in me could you tell something was wrong no you don't know how did it make you feel did you feel different did you no I didn't it uh, I don't remember feeling much, really, anything. You know, I do remember you acted like you were possessed at, at times, and mm -hmm. it was really weird. Your eyes mm -hmm. would just change. You would get really angry mm -hmm. and just, like, flip out. And there was one time, you, you, I, it was like you were possessed. There was one time I got mm -hmm. the Bible, and I just start reading it, and you ran away. Mm -hmm. See? It did something. You're right. That was the weirdest, one of the weirdest things in my life. Uh -huh. That I remember that specifically. Well, I have a witness. My daughter witnessed it. Gina. Yes. Gina witnessed it come out? Yes. What did, what did it look like? Yeah. No. You don't. Or just, just the, the... My voice. Your voice. My voice changed like another voice. Like a, a man or a woman yeah, or a... like a weird, a weird man, yeah. Wow. And I started laughing like a clown and finally it just came out. But now I hear also that uh, when it comes out, it goes to somebody else, but, or they don't. But I don't know if that's true. I really don't. I don't know. That's weird. I, yeah. I listened to uh, a show called Mysterious Universe. Good show, guys. Good podcast show. Right. Uh, and they talk about all that weird stuff. And right. Yeah, it seems seems definitely possible. Like yeah. spirits could go into other in the different bodies and mm, there's a lot of demons i hear this from a lot of people demons or spirits or s something something it. yeah like uh was it multiple personality disorder or schizophrenia or something so one of them was one of the the shows was about spirits going into them and that's how they have the, why they have the different voices and they hear things and, and that right. sort of stuff it's real real weird weird world out there right and uh you have to be careful where you go yeah, don't do. mess around with any Those bars and stuff. Oh yeah, were, were you drinking or on, doing drugs at the time or something? I think I was on drugs at the time. I was with your dad. Oh. I didn't even think we had gotten married or anything yet. We just met him. Were you doing a run? Oh. Yes, we were delivering a package. And I think we were working... <laughs> what was in the package? I th think it was something bad. Drugs? Yeah. <laughs> you were doing. No, I don't you're really a drug know. mule. <laughs> I just remember we were doing a deal. It was like one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and it was a lot of money then. And take it. That's I don't crazy. Know exactly. But but at this point, this was what forty years ago, 
So this was fairly common back then. It was the, kind of like the wild, wild west 50, cowboy day. 50, 50 years. years. Yeah. So it was like the cowboy days, the wild, wild west. It was common. Drugs were common. It's, it was a completely different world. Yeah. And, and so yeah. you were on drugs, and, and that may have opened yourself up right. to allowing the entity. Because right. I, I heard... I was a dancer, too, and that's not good... Uh, crowd in there yeah there's a lot of weirdos in there what was the weirdest person in there that you've ever seen oh i don't know i can't there was a lot <laughs> just perverts yeah and... you don't want to go to those places yeah all. it was a hard life so they say alcohol make good money though <laughs> <laughs> alcohol they used to call them spirits because oh interesting yeah because yeah, of that because right. you you know apparently if you drink too much it could leave yourself open to oh, spirits and there you go it's weird. You could see some people that get really drunk, and right. uh, you can see their eyes kind of change, their personality kind of uh -huh. changes. Real weird. Right. And so I always, you know, I always suspect that something's going on with spirits and drugs and alcohol and that sort of stuff. Okay, and, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a crazy story, and mm -hmm. I think that's a good story to end off of. Um, okay. And uh, any any final message for this first no. one? We'll do another one another time. No. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a couple months or whenever, whenever we get another opportunity. So we're going on an hour, all right. We're an almost an hour in. <laughs> That's really good, mom. Great job. You did great. You this did is great, your man. first podcast. You need to do another sponsor, though, honey. Oh, oh, stand by, stand by. We got another message from our sponsor. Hold on, hold on. Here we. Okay, and now we're back. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, thank you, Mom, for, for coming out and, or uh, for being on the show. <laughs> for coming out. <laughs> for being on the show and, and talking. Oh, I know you're you. getting a little tired. Giving me a and, chance to say a few of my stories. And oh, yeah. You got some amazing stories. You got you. 76 years of stories. And, <laughs> and Joe, I mean, we got Joe's brother, my grandfather's oh, yeah. brother, who saw a sea monster. We, right. got, we got all sorts of UFO. We got right. that ghost. We got, right. we got all sorts of cool stuff stuff and uh yeah. we're gonna save that for later and yeah, yeah that that's gonna be fun okay. to talk about all that and all sorts of stuff i mean we could just keep going and yeah. going for hours and right. it's it's gonna be fun all right guys that's it uh thank you for listening to the super travel experience podcast i'm your host mark and my mom was the wonderful guest today thank you for listening i really appreciate it we really appreciate you listening take care guys have a wonderful day live your best life and go out and do great things all right guys take take care bye be good and take care of yourselves